Good morning and welcome back to live in-person forums. Woo! With coffee. I'm sorry. I feel like we just need to celebrate every step forward we get to take. So um, this morning, we get to hear about an amazing new ministry here at St. Luke's and in Atlanta, um, Partners in Change. And uh, I'm going to hand the microphone off to my colleague, Horace Griffin, who is over our outreach ministries. God be with you. Let us pray. Gracious and ever-loving God, we praise you, we bless you, we magnify your holy name this day, thanking you for the many ways you call us into ministry, for this amazing new ministry that you've given to us. God, we are so grateful that you allow us to lead others, to be able to be your presence in the world to inspire, to encourage, to offer your peace, love, and justice. So God, be with us this morning as we hear about Partners in Change. May we be ever mindful of the ways that we must be changed as we work to transform others through your light, through your gospel, so that we can be better people in the new life you call us into. Thank you for all these leaders. And we lift up all these prayers and ask for all these blessings. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Good morning. I am so excited. Horace Griffin here for those who may be visiting. Uh, we do have, um, I know a couple of visitors. Uh, one is Kathleen Bryant, who is the director of uh, Partners in Change, and she is, where's Kathleen? Oh, oh, there you are. You know, masks are continuing to uh, play with us. So welcome, Kathleen. And we'd like to welcome Victoria Crawford, who's gonna be part of the panel, and you'll hear from her in just a minute. And uh, Donna Church, you know her, one of our own, but I really want to thank um, Julius Coles and Neil Shorthouse. This has been a long time in coming through a lot of prayer, through a lot of work, through talking with other people. We finally have just the people for this new ministry that, they're, that you're going to hear about in just a few minutes. So without further ado, I'm just going to have them come and talk about Partners in Change and how you can be a part of it. Uh, John Zentak, I do want to say one word. Um, some of you know Standing Together and were involved with that ministry, Standing Together. And so way back when Standing Together had come to a nice uh, natural end, we thought, well, this has been so uh, rewarding to people. It's been so transformative. We really need something to continue. So then Partners in Change came as a way not exactly like Standing Together, but many of the components are there. So you'll hear about that in just a minute. So let's welcome our, our panel today. Oh, here's the man, Julius. Oh. Okay, I don't need this. Okay, thank you. I have my own mic. Oh, you, oh that's right. You have the. 
Well, good morning, St. Luke's, and I just want to say thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here today and to welcome you. I'm very impressed with the audience that we have in terms of its size. It just shows a real interest on the part of this congregation for what we're trying to create. To start the uh, session off, I think we want to show a video uh, that will be on the screen. So after that, I'll come back with another introduction. Please let the video roll. get you sort of interested in the mood in terms of making a presentation very briefly on what Partners in Change is all about. The real purpose of Partners in Change, which was really started in August 2020, as a new approach to poverty reduction by investing in existing capacity within adults to change their lives. It is a personal and powerful program that trains volunteers to serve as one-to-one -one coaches to under-resourced adults who are pursuing new goals in their lives. The program utilizes weekly conversations over a one-year period with each PIC, or Partners in Change team, including the coach and the member, developing an honest and trusting relationship focused on the long-term transformation, growth, and building of the member's own problem-solving and goal-setting skills. Now, that's sort of a general overview of what the program is all about, but we hope that in this presentation today that we will go through the whole program so that you will have a better understanding of what the program is all about. One could ask the question, why do you want to be associated with this program? Well, some people know me at St. Luke's. I'm not new anymore. I've been here for about five years now, uh, but I was sort of looking for a way of what can I do at St. Luke's and get involved in St. Luke's? Because this is a congregation and a community that has moved me and my family and my, uh, to, to really be involved because this is a, a church and a community with a social commitment and to improve the quality of lives of people, not only in terms of the community that we are living in, but the greater Atlanta community as a whole. I'm a native Atlantan myself. I was born and raised in Atlanta. I went to Washington High School in Morehouse. I spent almost 30 years in the Foreign Service uh, working for the United States Agency for International Development uh, in Asia and Africa. I ran my own NGO for about eight years called AfriCare. And then I've also been at Morehouse at the, uh, the uh, Andrew Young uh, Global Studies Center where I was a head of that for approximately uh, 13 years at one time or another. So, I've had about four different careers in my life, so when Horace and Neil sort of came to me and said, well, will you work with us on this program? I sort of had some reservations because I'm retired, and I've been retired now for almost 25 years from my first job, and here we're going again with another job that's going to require some time. And Why should I get involved in this program? And so I thought about it for a while, I thought about it for a while, and then I said, well, let me try and see what it's all about. So I decided, okay, if I'm going to be involved in the program, I'm going to have to be trained as a coach myself. Mm -hmm. 
And so I said, okay, put me into the coaches program, which they, they did, which I was grateful for. What a transformation that occurred in that process. Because I saw the methodology of the program and how that methodology really re reached out to grab people and bring them into a program that's gonna change the quality of their life. Mm -hmm. Well, I've dealt with programs, dealt with uh, countries and thousands of people, never thought about what kind of impact be for a one-to-one -one relationship between a coach and a member. And I think you will see and learn from this morning's presentation how powerful this program is, and we hope that the people here at St. Luke's will really become involved in the program as much as I've decided that it's a real program. So I'm grateful uh, that uh, Horace and Neil approached me. I'm grateful now to be a part of this program, and I'm grateful for what this program can do for not only the city of Atlanta, but for the people who live in this community because I think it's a very powerful program. And hopefully in the long run, it will also become a national, a national program. Mm. I'm gonna turn it over at this point uh, to Neil to talk about the co-values of the program. We all know Neil, and Neil's been around St. Luke's uh, forever, I mean, so almost what, 50 years now. <laughs> He's uh, one of the beloved uh, founders of the Ansley School. He was also a co-founder co of communities and schools uh, that started in 1973 which deals with the uh, dropout prevention program serving about 1.6 million children. And he's also the founder of the Partners in Change program. What a contribution he's made. Mm -hmm. And I really want to say in my appreciation that you are a real, a real person who's really done a lot for this community and thank you for all that you have done. Neil, it's over to you now. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. It's a, it's a pleasure. I've been in this church. I'm so grateful for these remarkable things that go on. In St. Louis, it's just in fact, we, uh, lots of things that we've been involved in, including creating a school here called St. Luke's Academy. Uh, and uh, so lots of stuff. But this is, uh, this is a little different. What we're trying to do is to uh, go upstream, away from the things that we used to do with kids and still are doing through communities and schools all around the United States. Uh, but we felt like if you, if you want to talk about children, what's the best for them? Frequently we talk about kids as our future. Well, we know that without adults, kids have no future. And when you think of your own children, and when you think of what you were like as a child in your family, it's the adults that got us to where we are. So we are giving back and trying to figure out a way to engage adults. So if you could put up a slide, we'll tell you a little bit about our values. Yes, sir. Oh, excuse me. Okay, very, very good. Okay, we we uh, we look at the, the our value system centers on how we look at people, and instead of seeing people as problems, of course, people are problem solvers, and the more we begin to think of that, and not and not thinking that we have people as problems, but really, inherently in all of them, if people approach you as a problem. What are you going to feel like? Well, you'll start acting like you're a problem. <laughs> but if we change the, the, the dynamic and see people as problem solvers, then we approach them in a very different way. And that's our approach one-to-one -one with adults. The second thing, of course, is relationships. And they create hope and change in all of us. Uh, when you think of your relationships, you think of the power that those relationships have on making you what you are. And so that's what we're focusing on. 
the power of relationships to create hope and change in other people. And then, of course, the last thing is, and this is a very different thing, and that is about uh, self-empowerment. A lot of times people will say, well, I will be part of this program because we're going to empower Neil to do this, or we're going to empower John to do this, or we're going to empower Paulette to do this. Nobody empowers anybody. People have to empower themselves. So this is about self-empowerment. And what you do as a coach enables your person to become self-empowered. You're not empowering them. They are empowering themselves. If this goes right, that's the way it's supposed to be. So and the last thing related to that is we would like to say something about transformation versus transaction. If you approach a person or if a person approaches another person saying, I've got a problem, then they are immediately saying that they are a problem, number one. But then that person who is responding to them thinks in terms of a solution. I will give you a solution. So I need a car, my car doesn't work, or I need to get it fixed. So okay, here's a guy that go, does cars, and we do that. So it's a transaction. I have a need, you have a solution, I go to you, get the solution. Then I'm, that's it. Then I go to the next thing. So what we're saying is that we really don't need transactions. We need transformation in people, which centers when I discover who I can be, what I have to give, how I solve my own problems, how I create goals for myself. And the coach's job is to allow that process to be. And it's very different because a lot of people in this room are very successful. And to a person, you did that because you know how to solve problems. So when you come to me as a member, a person wanting to get support through this program, and I say, uh, I've got something going on in, in, with my apartment and I need to change or whatever it is, bingo, okay, well, I know three people who are in the real estate business. In fact, I will give them, in fact, I'll actually call them and get them to call you. How would that be? So that's me doing what, that's, that's me having done for me what I could have done for myself if the coach was patient enough with me, and that's so hard to do, have patience, but to allow that process to unfold. And we train our coaches, and Julius knows all about this, and, my, and John King's here, and other people. They know the process of the training. And one of the biggest problems is with the training is holding people back from their fix-it mentality in being the solution. Okay, so that's what we're about, transformation versus transaction. So now we have another video coming up. If we could put that on. I think, Julius, there's another. Yes. Roll the video. To me, partners and change uh, means hope. It means community. I'm really impressed with uh, the, the, the goals that Partners and Change um, is, has set. There are people in situations that they feel like are impossible to get out of. Having a coach to come alongside you and help you navigate these tough times uh, is a feeling and an opportunity too many people don't get the opportunity to have. I'm really impressed with people who have asked for coaches. They're usually very motivated people and um, it's great to be able to support them and help them reach their goals. When I think of partners in change and I think about those things, it gives me great hope. 
and I embrace and enjoy the sense of community. Well, thank you. That was short and sweet, but I think very informative at the same time. But even more than this video, we have today a very special guest, uh, Victoria Crawford, who is on my left. Victoria and I have just spent uh, about, uh, I guess, close to about six hours going through the coaches uh, training program together, but she was formerly a member and has now become a coach uh, under the program. So I'd like to turn to her to talk about her experience and what the program did for her. It's interesting to note that she is now enrolled as a student at the Atlanta Technical College, and she's also uh, be has become a coach, and at the same time, she's preparing herself to go to law school. So what a tremendous change that this program has had an impact on her. So I'd like to turn it over to Victoria for her to talk about her own experiences. Victoria, please. Thank you, Julius. Thank you. Um, my journey with Partners in Change started back in November of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> And it, it actually turned out to be uh, one of the best decisions that I made. Um, I was introduced to Partners in Change by way of the Boyce L. Ansley School. My daughter attends the school and she's been there since kindergarten. She's now in second grade. And so um, we used to come to St. Luke's and you know, go down the elevator. So we're very familiar with St. Luke's and what wonderful things you all do in the community. And so when, um, when the Ansley School moved, we, we didn't disconnect from St. Luke's, but Partners in Change um, came to the school and there was a presentation. And so while in the presentation, I learned about SMART goals. And that was my first time hearing about that. And so um, it was actually an awakening for me because I would set goals but didn't actually know they, they need a deadline. <laughs> they, need to be, they need to be timely, attainable, things like that. And so um, I signed up. And so my journey began with my coach. And, and so she did not, like Mr. Neal said, she did not try to solve my problems for me. Um, I would meet with her weekly, and she and I discussed things that I wanted to do, and she would ask me thought-provoking questions. And so with those questions, I would say, hmm, I don't know about that, or let me get back to you on that next week. And, and so it actually made me look into resources and really dig deep within myself to figure out what it is that I wanted to do for myself as well as my family. And through that, I enrolled in the Middle Georgia State University, and uh, I am majoring in English pre-law, and I have enjoyed every step of it. Uh, it it's just been um, a blessing. And so I accomplished so many goals during that time frame. I believe she and I were together about 11 or 12 months. And it was just unbelievable uh, achievement. I, I was able to get a scholarship for, well, two scholarships for school. 
and um, I was unemployed when I first started out. Now I have employment, and so uh, things changed drastically and, and extremely fast because I had support that I did not have before, and I think that is the key to that um, to the. Um, coach member relationship uh, is the support because a lot of people um, in my position as a member they're lacking in the support or even the network and so um, by them having someone that they feel is just for them someone that believes they're capable and um, you know encourages them to step out of that comfort zone take a chance um, on yourself believe in yourself uh, that's the best part and so um, the support and the network, um, knowing that you have people, they send you these wonderful emails with um, motivational statements <laughs> each month. And you know, if you feel down, you can look back at it. It's a pick me up. And Partners in Change to me goes the extra mile. And, and so um, after my experience being a member, I realized I want to give back. I want to pay it forward. I've, I've been blessed so much by the program. And so I went through the six-hour training um, with Mr. Neal, Ms. Kathleen Bryant, and Mr. Julius. And it was amazing. And I, I highly recommend it to uh, anyone that's willing to give back to the community and anyone who wants Atlanta to um, move from the state that it is now into a better position. And so um, thank you for the opportunity to speak. Thank you. Victoria is just one of the members, and we have hundreds of members now who have benefited from the program. But we wanted to give you some feel for what this program has done for her. And I would say that. When I was in the training with her, the, her responses and to the answers to questions and so forth were so impressive that I was really saying this is really something in terms of what this program can do to individuals. I want to thank you for all that you have done and the help in, in me understanding what this program is all about. It's been fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Let's turn now to one of our own church members, Donna Church. I, mean, I think everyone knows her. She's been a long-time member of, of St. Luke's. She's been involved in the Standing Together program, which is a predecessor to the Partners in Change program. She has been a retired uh, public school teacher here in the Atlanta public school system. I was just telling her that my mother was also a, a public school teacher, so I have a very strong identification with, <laughs> with teachers. And so I'm very happy that she's here, and she will talk about her experiences as being a coach under the program. Donna, please. It's hard to follow Victoria, though. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> that was excellent. Um, I worked, I started with Standing Together, which I think some of y'all are, some of you are familiar with, because I felt as a teacher, I've learned relationships are, what are what's important. So in Standing Together was a different program. It's like it was a team working with one person. And what I love about this program is it's one-on-one. -on -one. And um, so that's why I'm, I decided to be a coach. After standing together, decided we had finished, <laughs> we were at the point where we need to transition to something else, which um, 
I actually worked with two different teams and standing together and learned that there are so many people who just need some support. A lot of us don't have to worry. We have family. If we had something happen to us, I could probably call my brother and he would come and take care of me. Some people just don't have that support. And they just that's all they need is just some, some support to help them get to the next stage. The young woman that I'm working with right now um, is awesome. She's, she's wonderful. Her goal is to buy a house. But she told me when we first started, well, I know I can't do that in a year, which I thought was <laughs> smart to start with. So what we're working on is her savings and, and working on getting that savings so that she has something before she goes into it. I've talk, we've talked about, um, I've told her as a homeowner, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and some, one of the, someone told me to have a what if account, like what if the heater goes out, you know, what if. So what I mostly talk with her about, because she is, like I said, is really awesome, is what are some obstacles that have come up, like Christmas, for instance. That sort of, <laughs> you know, that, that went into her savings account. She had her car broken into and her purse stolen. So one of the first things we talked about is, why was your purse in your car? <laughs> it was number one. But then she had to pay for the windows. So that took away from, you know, she had to go into her savings to take care of that. And so we, you know, just constantly talk about the, the obstacles. Every time she, we call, we talk once a week. And um, when she calls, we talk about what's happened this week. Are there any things that you need that could you could have done differently? You know, what, is, what do you want to do next week? Um, one other thing, she really does impress me, I'm telling you, she really does. She has decided she wants another job, that she's not happy with where she is. So she's been to, has been to one interview and is going to another interview. And one of the things she said, well, I never quit a job till I have another one. And I'm like, that's smart. <laughs> good, good planning. It's just that one-on-one -on -one relationship. She tells me anything she wants to tell me. She tells me everything, or she tells me a lot of things. I learn different things from week to week, as you probably know. As, you know, the next week she'll tell me something that I'd never thought of that kept her from, from saving as much as she wanted to save. We worked on a plan of how much to save every week from what she was making at that, at that time. And so anyway, it's been, I feel like I've learned so much. I mean, that's one of the things that I learned from standing together and that I've also <coughs> learned from this, is I learned so much working with someone like this young lady who has obstacles that I never had and watching her overcome those obstacles is so exciting and I just love it. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's wonderful work. I encourage it for anybody. If you're really into relationship, the relationship is the important part. And that's what, as, as Victoria said, yes, the relationship is it. And it takes, 
a few weeks to build up, at least a few weeks to build up a safe, uh, trusting relationship. But once you have that relationship, you can share, you know, any of the problems and really be open about the obstacles. And like I said, don't solve the problems for her. You know, that's not, that's not what I'm there for. But to ask her questions and say, you know, what, what do you want to do next? What do you think happened? Why do you think that happened? Is there some some other way that could have that could have you have done you could have done something that would make that not happen? For instance, put your purse in your trunk. <laughs> Number one, <Yeah. laughs> it's like. Um, but anyway, it's I think it's a wonderful program. I was so thrilled when Neil called me and said that they had started this, and um, I just think it's wonderful. I encourage everyone to be involved with it. The training, as Julius can tell you, is is pretty intense. I mean, it's excellent training. And so they also support you. You have so much support. I have one of the counselors who calls me every couple of weeks and we talk. So we get a lot of, you get a lot of support from Partners in Change. You're not just stuck out there, okay, now you go talk to somebody. There's constant support for you, and uh, which is important because sometimes, you know, you get in a position, you're not quite sure what to do. But I have someone I know who will be calling me, or I could call her if I got in a situation. So the support is really, really important. Thank you. Thank you. So many times people think the way to solve problems is through money and in providing resources on a financial basis. But this program does not involve uh, any transfer of resources from the coach to the member. In fact, the program forbids the transfer of, of money. And so it's all built upon relationships of the coach and the member, which is, which is, which is really the central part of this program. So I'd like to call upon Kathleen uh, Bryant to talk about what it takes to become a coach and what, it, what is required. Kathleen is the Chief Operating and Engagement Officer. She oversees the Partners in Change Volunteer coaching program. She develops the partnerships in the community. Uh, she is from California originally and has worked for the past 25 years here in Atlanta uh, at the Lovett School and the High Metals School here in Atlanta. So we are very, very, very fortunate to have Kathleen. Kathleen is a really the linchpin of our program and we're very happy to have her. Kathleen. Thank you, Julius. I just want to say thank you all so much for giving your time to learn more about this program. St. Luke's is known as having a huge impact in the community, and you all give so much of yourselves, and we know there's lots of other ways you can do that. Um, but this, as Donna has said and as Victoria said, is such a personal, one-to-one, -one, really transformational experience for both the member and the coach and we welcome you to look further into it. So I just wanted to let you know, there's one more slide, or a couple more slides, I think, but one more slide that shows um, the steps. And y'all who are here have a flyer, and at the bottom, there is our website as well as our email. Um, those online, I think it's posted online. Um, and there's also a scan code on your flyer, so if you want to um, use your phone, and uh, a QR code, a QR code, uh, you could take a picture of that and it'll bring you to our website as well. So just by, if you want to learn more, you can go ahead and either email info at PICUSA 
or you can go ahead and start an application and we'll automatically call you. But we would love to talk to you more and we'd love to sign you up for that six hour training. It's two three hour sessions. Um, they're either on a weeknight evening or on a Saturday morning. And they are my, just probably one of my favorite parts of our work is being able to spend time together with folks like you who really are beautiful individuals giving their time to help others. So thank you for um, your interest and we wanna leave some time for questions so I know I'm gonna move on but I'm here and I'll stay after if you have any questions for me. Thanks. Okay, okay thank you very much uh, Kathleen. Let's turn it over now to Neil to talk about what is going on with member recruitment. Yeah. Uh, there's a slide. Oh, excuse me. There is a slide that we'd like to have popped on there now. Uh, it's a, what we call our bell curve, and, <clears throat> and it's pretty simple. I, you might not be able to read it. Uh, it is imprinted in, in your material. We struggled with this because we were, we finally came up with this idea of a bell curve because we were too much on the left side of this diagram in some cases. We were getting people who were so much in crisis that they really couldn't, they didn't, they weren't where Victoria was, where they had a phone, where the phone was not turned off. So the coach, a person like you or me as a coach or uh, a Donna, if we're calling a person and they aren't returning the call, they don't know the phone, it's just crazy. And so we were demoralizing our coaches. So we've, we've gone, and certainly we don't want to get somebody who is on the other side already supported. So we, the sweet spot is uh, people with big dreams and too little support. That's what we're after. And that, of course, is Victoria. Huge dreams, tremendous imagination, but needed support. So somebody once said in this country, you know, we got half the people making it and half the people aren't. Why don't we put half the people that are making it with half the people that aren't and figure out how to make that work? That's what we're trying to do. So that's the uh, story on the bell curve, and we've come a long way on that, and we're, we're growing in our sophistication. We're uh, therefore ready to put you with somebody who we think can uh, support, uh, can receive the support you have to offer. So that's, uh, I'll, I'll say that about that, and then I guess, Julius, uh, we'll come back later for one other comment, but go ahead. Yes. So we would like to turn it over to you now, if you have questions about the program that we can answer. We would like to have a question and answer session. So please, yes. please feel free. Elizabeth goes to I okay. have a question for y'all. Okay. How has this um, intersected with your faith life? That's a very good question. You want mm -hmm. to start off, Neil? Well, I think they were, it is in giving that we receive. It is losing our lives that we find them. So there's no... There's no mystery there. I mean, you cannot, Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But uh, the emphasis on that really is the blessing is for the people who give. So what we've got to do is figure out a way to get the Victorias in the world into the giving business. She's a natural. And there are many people who are natural givers because they are problem solvers. So me, speaking for me personally, I have... I, I can't live without giving. That's it. So, uh, simple. Interesting enough, this morning in the this, in this sermon at the end of it, she said, Christ calls us in many ways, and how shall we respond to the call? And so this is one way to respond to the call. That's the way I feel. Huh? Amen. Okay, and, and connected to that, could you talk about 
this is a faith community that's coming into this kind of ministry, I would call. Can you talk about other faith communities and how this connection happens so that St. Luke's can know what's going on with other faith communities? Yes, uh, and that's one of the big projects that Julius is taking on too. We have, uh, we already have a relationship with the, the temple. We have people at uh, from Peace Tree Road United Methodist Church. We have people at First Presbyterian Church who are involved in this. And uh, Julius and I have a f very close friend, Plemon Elamine. Some of you may know him. He's the imam, or was the lead imam in the, uh, the mosques of Muslims in the Atlanta area. Plemon is a, if there's a class act, he wrote a book on it. So Julius and I, and Julius knows his family, so, and I've known him, he and I are on a board together. So getting the mosques involved in this so that we are spanning generally the, uh, the religious experience of the Atlanta community. And, and, and of course, our big goal is to get Ebenezer up to its neck in this program. <laughs> so, so we've got lots of, uh, so there are other congregations uh, to answer your question. Okay. Any, any other questions right. from the audience? Please. Victoria, I wonder if you could give us an example of a conversation that perhaps helped you empower yourself to figure out how to get around an obstacle. Does, it, does anything come to mind there? You did? That's a good question, though. Um, thinking. Deciding if I was good enough to go back to school because the support wasn't there initially with my family. And so... Um, you know, in the past, people would think, no, you shouldn't do that. Or they would actually tell me, no, you shouldn't do that. that that's not for you. And being with my coach and talking to her about that, she said, you know what? You don't know until you try. And she said, do not let others put their limitations on you. Uh, and so I applied for school. And once accepted, I still did not tell my family members about it um, because I felt like, oh, they might be naysayers. And so I went through the process. And so my coach, she was there with me every Saturday morning. <laughs> and uh, we would discuss what the next steps were. And so I told her, well, I, I applied for FAFSA. I've um, applied to school. I'm waiting to hear back. And so when... January 2021 rolled around. I received my uh, acceptance letter, and and so she says, "Okay, well, what are you going to do next?" And I said, "I don't think I'm quite ready to tell my family just yet." And she says, "Okay, well, we're going to take it one step at a time." So um, from there, I I decided to go ahead get enrolled. And once I actually enrolled in the classes, I felt comfortable 
with saying it then because everything was in place. I've, I've learned sometimes you have to tell people about what's happened versus what you want to happen. <laughs> and so uh, that was um, a process for me because I'm so accustomed to picking up the phone and saying, Mom, guess what I want to do? And then the conversation doesn't go as well as I would like it to go. And so the difference was my coach told me, you know, I think you're going to be good this time. It's going to be good. And, and it actually was. And so I found myself sitting at uh, another partners, <laughs> partners in Change presentation um, on, um, I think it was at the Ansley School for the Mother's Day event. And so um, another, the, the lady who introduced me to it, Miss Kim, she was there. And my mother was there. And so by this time, she knew I, I was um, enrolled in school, but she didn't know, you know, about my strong bond and relationship with my coach. And so they, I met with Mr. Neal, went to his house. We did a video shoot, and they played that video there. And I was shocked to see myself. <laughs> and my mother looked and she says, that's you. <laughs> and so she, and, and she was able to hear <laughs> through the video, it, you know, me talk about my experience with Partners in Change. And she said, when did you have time to do all this? That's amazing. And for the first time, I feel like I finally have some common ground with my mom mm -hmm. and she sees me differently now not the person I used to be but the person I have grown to be and so now when I set these huge goals that Mr. Neal talks about my mother is no longer telling me you can't do that she's saying go for it mm -hmm. and yeah, so boy. my coach uh, she's, she's my coach but she's also a friend and I, I enjoy that relationship, that bond. But where my coach left off, my mother picked up. And so that was a huge obstacle that I overcame was the um, relationship that I had with my mother. It, ch it changed through the process. And so um, I, I completely agree with uh, the way that Mr. Neal has Partners in Change set up because um, it, it changes lives, not, not just the member's life, but because the coach um, allows the member to decide what they want to do for themselves and their families. It changes the family, and then it changes the community. So mm -hmm. it, it works. Yeah. We are unfortunately out of time, and I just want to thank everyone for coming. And if you have questions, uh, we've left you our contacts of how to get a hold of us. And we want to thank you very, very much for a wonderful session. Thank Hello, you. Just one uh, announcement. Kathleen just whispered to me, this is virtual, uh, This the program. So uh, everything is just there for you. So uh, there is really no reason that you 
cannot get involved in this ministry. Uh, so thank you all, and this has been wonderful.